It's Free Association Friday at the White House, it appears. We'll explain. Plus, President Trump says he can't stop families from being separated at the border. But a key Republican says, think again. And Trump's former campaign chairman goes to court and ends up behind bars. This is the State of America tonight. The judge has revoked Paul Manafort's bail. She is sending him to jail. There is something that the government needs from Paul Manafort. And it will be interesting to see if this is finally the breaking point. Totally exonerates me. There was no collusion. There was no obstruction. From North Korea to the IG report to feeling exonerated, this is a president who's feeling pretty good about where he is at the moment. I hate the children being taken away. The Democrats have to change their law. That's their law. The president lies often, and he's lying this time. His attorney general is making the decision to separate these young kids from their families. There's plenty of blame to go around. President Trump could stop this policy with a phone call. Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America tonight. It was a Friday morning Trump tweet storm at the White House, minus the tweets. President Trump suddenly appeared in the White House driveway this morning, holding court, dishing on everything from the Justice Department Inspector General's report, a horror show in his words, to the controversy over children and parents being separated at, separated at the border, the Democrats' fault in his words, to North Korea's nukes, problem solved in his words. A whole lot of words and a whole lot of fact-checking and gut-checking needed today. First, the IG report on the overall conclusion that political bias did not influence the conclusions in the Hillary Clinton email investigation. The president says the independent inspector general blew it. I say that the IG blew it at the very end with that statement, because when you read the report, it was almost like Comey. He goes point after point about how guilty Hillary is. Mm -hmm. And then he said, but we're not going to do anything about it. Uh, The report, the IG report, was a horror show. I thought that one sentence of conclusion was ridiculous. So he disagrees with the report there, but he all he's all about agreeing with this. The uh, report yesterday, maybe more importantly than anything, it totally exonerates me. Uh, there was no collusion. There was no obstruction. And if you read the report, you'll see that. What you're really, excuse me, wait, wait, wait. What you'll really see is you'll see bias against me and millions and tens of millions of my followers. And I think that the Mueller investigation has been totally discredited. Wait a minute. Did we miss that conclusion somewhere in the 500 pages of that internal review report? Let's check. At no part in any part of the 500 pages of this lengthy, exhaustive report does it touch on anything related to the president's exposure in the Russia investigation. Okay, got it. Thanks. But the hot takes on the big report in classic Washington fashion, they fell along party lines. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham actually says a little bit of both. The report does not exonerate the president when it comes to the Russia probe, but he also says it does not look good for the FBI. Here's what I think most people will take from this, uh, particularly the Republicans, to be honest with you, that the institutions investigating President Trump took a real blow here. The people that were uh, showing bias against the president also were part of the initial Russian investigation. But you'll be kidding yourself if you think this doesn't do a lot of damage to the institutions that are now looking at the president. 
this gives a face to many of what the deep state looks like. Fact check number two, the Trump administration's zero tolerance policy separating parents from their children if they come across the border illegally. It's become a major issue at the border with Mexico right now. Children being housed in retrofitted big box stores, no contact with their parents, no real idea of where they're headed. President Trump says he hates that it is happening, but he also says he cannot stop it from happening. The Democrats, by the way, are very weak on immigration. If you notice, when I came over, they were all saying about separating the families. And that's a Democrat bill. That's Democrats wanting to do that. And they could solve it very easily by getting together. But they think it's a good election point. I think it's a horrible election point for them. That's the law. And that's what the Democrats gave us. And we're willing to change it today if they want to get in and negotiate. But they just don't want to negotiate. The White House press secretary says, just like he did, they are just following the law. Because it's the law, and that's what the law states. And the law. You guys don't have to do that. You're right, it doesn't have to be the law. And the president has actually called on Democrats in Congress to fix those loopholes. The problem here is that does not seem to be the case. There is no law currently requiring the government to separate these families. Here is House Democrat Eric Swalwell on this. It's his administration, it's his border patrol agents who are separating families, mothers and their babies at the borders. He can issue a directive right now and stop that from happening. And you don't have to take his word for it. Here's Republican Lindsey Graham again. I think the Democrats had 60 votes in the Senate, a big majority in the House in the first year of President Obama's term and did nothing about immigration. But talk about now. But now. talk about now. Now yeah. there is a real There's plenty of blame issue. to go around is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, President Trump could stop this policy with a phone call. He doesn't seem to acknowledge that. Well, well he can't. I'll go tell him. If you don't like families being separated, you can tell DHS stop doing it. Sounds simple enough. But of course, in Washington, never let a good crisis go to waste, unfortunately. Now, fact check number three. The president's nuclear sit down in Singapore with Kim Jong-un. They signed a communique and President Trump now says problem solved. That problem is largely solved, and part of the reason is we signed, number one, a very good document. But you know what? More importantly than the document, more importantly than the document, I have a good relationship with Kim Jong-un. That's a very important thing. I can now, wait, I can now call him. But to be clear, nothing has changed. No nuclear material has been moved out of the country. No concrete steps yet to alleviating sanctions. Progress, maybe. Sitting down with him is progress. Results? Not even close to yet. President Trump also added this. Are we close to seeing uh, Mr. Kim here at the White House? Uh, could happen. I mean, they talked yeah, about that yesterday. I would, I would have him. Yeah, I think it's something that could happen. Yeah. Hey, he's the head of a country, and I mean, he is the strong head. Mm-hmm. Don't let anyone think anything different. Right. He speaks, and his people sit up at attention. I want my people to do the right. same. Trump later said that was a joke. Unclear, though, if his staff in the West Wing actually took it as one. They're all sitting up pretty straight right now. We do we do know, though, one thing is no joke at all. Jail time. And that is what President Trump's former campaign chairman is facing at the moment. Paul Manafort lost his court battle today. Well, one bit of it. He was trying to keep himself out of jail, out on bail while he's awaiting trial. But the judge is having none of it after he was charged with witness tampering. 
prosecutors had argued in court uh, just within the last hour that Manafort uh, sort of went on this sustained campaign for over five weeks while he's been out uh, on house arrest using different phones and uh, apps, some of them encrypted, uh, to try and communicate with witnesses to help to sort of get them to mold testimony to his favor. The judge offered a pretty blunt assessment, telling Manafort that this isn't middle school and she can't take his cell phone away. She also made the point that her decision has nothing to do with politics or the ongoing Russia probe. For Manafort and his legal team, it's another devastating blow. The prosecution is going to use it as a consciousness of guilt. They're going to say that why would he be trying to do these things unless he was trying to hide something. So while it also adds an additional charge you have to defend against, it's a very insidious kind of charge because it demonstrates that maybe you're trying to hide something and that's what you've been charged with and that makes it harder to defend on the underlying charges. Now Manafort has pleaded not guilty to two dozen charges including bank fraud, money laundering and a slew of other items. His future now more uncertain than ever but hey remember there's always the presidential pardon and Trump did tweet today after the news this tough sentence for Paul Manafort very unfair. One final fact check Manafort actually wasn't sentenced he's just being held in jail awaiting trial but If anything is clear today, the president doesn't put much stock in the details. Freewheeling, off the cuff, and at times, factually challenged. President Trump strolled up to reporters in the White House House driveway today, and boy, did he have a lot to say. Let's get over there. CNN's Ryan Nobles is joining me from the White House. Ryan, what is the White House saying about the president's kind of impromptu press conference? Did they plan this? Uh, It doesn't appear that they planned it, Kate, Uh, and they're uh, a little bit tight-lipped as to exactly how this all went down this morning. But uh, some of the president's press aides bragging uh, about how open and accessible he is to the media after uh, this uh, impromptu press gaggle today. I just want to set the scene for you, what it was like here this morning. Uh, The president tweeted that uh, he might pop down uh, and do an interview on uh, his favorite show, Fox and Friends, on the Fox uh, News Channel. Uh, And then certain uh, to his word, he did come down here uh, about uh, 25 minutes minutes later. Uh, That led uh, a rush of reporters to gather around him and attempt to ask him questions. He came up to where I am here on the North Lawn, did the interview with Fox, and then came off uh, and did interviews afterwards. And as you know, Kate, uh, this is really unprecedented for a president. Uh, Usually the president's movements around the White House grounds are very careful and measured. Uh, There are very few places the president actually walks around because of security concerns. And the North Lawn is not one of the places that we normally see the president. So it was odd to see him in a setting like this. And then for him to go on this free wheeling conversation with reporters where he answered questions on a number of different topics. He talked about trade. He talked about North Korea. He talked about the Russia investigation. As you point out, not necessarily uh, many of those answers uh, being truthful, uh, but it uh, was really in stark contrast to what we expected today. There was no public events scheduled on the president's uh, schedule today. Uh, we didn't have any expectation that we would see him at all. So this was clearly the president uh, attempting to change the conversation or at least direct the conversation in a certain direction. Uh, and he certainly t- touched on a number of topics that he sees important, attempted to, to present a view, particular, particularly of this inspector general report, uh, saying that he was exonerated. Uh, and that's a message that he hopes at least resonates with his supporters. Kate? Yeah. I think the jury is still out on if he helped or hurt himself with everything that he said today. We'll see, though. We'll debate it right now on the show. Great to see you, Ryan. Still ahead for us, the inspector general releases the long-awaited report. Did he clear the FBI of wrongdoing or did he expose a deep-rooted bias? Unfortunately, it depends on who you ask, but we're going to cut through it. The panel's next.
quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 